Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Hi, this is Carol Topp, host of the Dollars and Cents show, back with another episode for homeschool leaders. And I'm so pleased to continue the interview I had in the last episode with Angela Weaver, who is uh, the leader of a support group in Lynchburg, Virginia, called Homeschool First. And Angela finished up the last episode talking about oh, um, leadership and how in her homeschool group, if an event doesn't have at least two people volunteering to run it it doesn't happen and sometimes she just has to let the chips fall where they may and we're going to pick up with a continuation of that discussion Angela's going to talk about boards how big how small what's the perfect number to have on a board maybe having outsiders serve on your board maybe some uh, dads um, who don't typically find a way to get involved in your homeschool group so I hope you will take a lot of inspiration from Angela's experience and her advice. I'm kind of hoping that that the group realizes rather quickly that that I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know that's just all part of the leadership and and trying to. I guess that is kind of being a leader. Yeah, it is. You're right. And it's, I mean, it's, I think it's leading from a position of health instead of you know what I've seen from other leaders, kind of this whole freaking out because an event isn't happening well i'm not willing to sacrifice my sanity for a picnic well there you go yeah so i guess the picnic won't happen and i'm okay with that and it's not the board's job to pick up all the events that the that the members don't it's not your job to pick it up so uh you know i I belong to a, a wonderful group, a support group, but our dear chairwoman um, would just pick up anything that didn't get done. Matter of fact, you know, I, I, I learned by being on lots of nonprofit boards. When you're on a nonprofit board and somebody says, okay, let's do this event, by anything that's decided, there needs to be what's called an action item and a responsible person for that action right. item. And And even now I'm on a board, it's not a homeschool group, but when I hear the president saying, okay, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. I Actually, this last meeting, I stopped her and said, no, I don't think that's your job. I think that's actually the secretary's job, because it was. Right. And, and she looked at me, and the secretary looked at me, and every, the other people on the board agreed. It was like, the president shouldn't be doing it all. Her job is only to delegate. Exactly. So I, I must admit, I picked up more than I should have at the very beginning yeah. of starting this group, and I... Yeah. I kind of feel like that's almost normal. You know, yeah. you, just don't, you yeah. have a smaller yeah. pool of people to pull from to do things. Did your group so, go grow big then? You talked you talk maybe about your, your board is kind of large now, or did it get very large? Yes, it was actually designed to be large from the beginning, and that's the one thing that I wish I had, and we might actually end up changing that. That's the great thing about bylaws. You can always change them. That's right. We, You know, we have the mechanism set in there that if something isn't working, then change we fix it. it. Uh, We change it. We do what needs to be done. So anyway, so yes, the board is, um, and you're going to laugh, is 11 people large. Yeah, yeah. And That's pretty good, yeah. One of the reasons I did that was because when I was part of the other group, I was the field trip team leader. Well, for a long time there was no team. It was the Angela show, not not because I felt like it was mine. It was just 
that's when the group was smaller, it only took one person. Right. As we got larger, uh, the president said, I think you need a team. And I said, okay. And so then I became the team leader, which was fine. But I quickly found that I didn't know what was going on. So I would schedule a field trip based on one person's information from the one board member would tell me something. And so I would schedule a field trip, and then someone would come and say, well, that's that's not going to work because we have this going on, and um, you should have known about that because it was at, we talked about it at the board meeting, and I had a person who was supposed to be my liaison, but I never had yeah. the right information from that person. And so I was constantly having to change events based on faulty information. And I finally just, I just, it got very old and exhausting. And so I said, I'm not going to do field trips anymore. And they, they, we didn't have field trips the last year and a half that the group was in action because wow. nobody would step up and do the job. So that was one thing that was going on. I felt very isolated. I, I, didn't, gotcha. I didn't have the information. And then I also, we used homeschool life in that group, and I was the person who minded the, the website. I have no idea why they picked me because I know very little about websites, but I made pretty pictures to put on the websites, and I kept everything updated. So I was the website person, and because I wasn't at the board meetings, I didn't always have accurate information. I had to wait on other people to get hmm. me information. Yeah. And so, but I was the one getting the phone calls. Why is this not right on the on the website? And so when, you know, when all was said and done, I decided, you know what, the people that are leading teams and the website person, yeah. they need to be part of this. So, I, I mean, that makes sense in a way. And I, I'm thinking you have that board, a big board, because it makes communication easy. Right. You're on the board. Exactly. And you're on the board because you need to know this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So then gotcha. the other thing that we did is uh, one of the things, my husband has always been fairly involved in our homeschooling journey. He's a librarian, so he's often also bringing me books. But he, uh, he one time made the statement, you know, it's really too bad that nobody at the previous group ever listens to the dads. Hmm. because we would like to be involved. You know, there's some of us out there that cool. that want to be part of things, mm-hmm. but nothing ever gets scheduled for when we can be a part of things. Okay. So I thought, why not have dads on the board? Let's have a couple of dads. You know, it's a different mm-hmm. voice, first of all, and it's a good voice to have, that male voice when everybody else is women. It's, a good, it's good to have a male voice on the board. And there are two dads. And it has been surprising that we've never had a problem getting dads to join the board, to, to oh, be nice. on the election ticket. For the, my husband did it the first two years, or no, excuse me, three years. He was on for three years. The other dad was on for two. Mm-hmm. And we've got two dads now that are, that are great, and that's been really good. So, you know, I say we have this big board, and we do, but at the same time, I'm like, who, where would I draw the line? Yeah, um, gonna cut. Yeah. Which team would I not want res- represented here? Yeah. Um, but then I think, you know, maybe the voting members of the board should be changed. So it's kind of a difficult question. I think if the communication is really good, like the secretary gets the minutes out and a calendar or something quickly, maybe mm-hmm. not every team needs to be there. It's almost like you're running the, a mini-Senate 
you know, where yeah. every team sends a representative <laughs> to the Senate. I mean, really. And I belong to a church board like that. It was a, it was a board of elders at a Presbyterian church, and we had 18 people on the board. Oof. 18, because Can't every committee imagine. at the church sent somebody, and then there were just kind of someone from the deacons and someone from, you know. And, and it gets really hard when you're starting to discuss things yes. because everybody has an input. Cause, so that's the problem with the large boards. I've kind of decided on one hand that, you know, maybe as president, that's not my job to change that. That this is how we put okay. it into place. Let's see what we well, can do, make it work. That's true. It's and if really the next the board. person comes along yeah. right, and says, you know, I think we need to discuss this, then I think they'll discuss it and they'll figure it out. I, I've, you know, you could certainly bring it up because as as the board right. president, your job is to kind of look at a, a bird's eye view, you know, hover above yes. and look at it. And that's what's kind of nice about, again, maybe having people a little bit from the outside and the dads might be a little more kind of that outside view, you know, looking at right. it from higher up. And But it's not ultimately uh, up to you. It's not in your control as the president right. or chairman of the board. It is the board's decision to discuss if they want to change the bylaws, change the term limits, change the size of the board, anything. You know, we're still feeling our way through things. I, you know, we're still really babies in the world of running an organization and having a board and all of that. So I, I try to keep that in mind. I've read some books about good leadership I, and, and that idea of, you know, what size is the perfect size for a board. I, I looked for that answer the last few months. I've been, you know, kind of looking around at different books and yeah. And, you know, what do people say? And one of the things that I was told at the very beginning by a lawyer who we went to to have him review not our, not our bylaws as they ended up being, but the initial law, bylaws that we needed to file for our um, incorporation, yeah. uh, I took that to him and I was talking to him about it. And he said, well, you really need an odd number. It's always better to have an odd number. Mm-hmm. And then we had a board member that said, look, you know, I, I want to stay functioning as the website person, but I can't come to the board meetings. My life is too chaotic right now. Right. And so I went through and I was like, okay, can we have a board? I went through all of um, Robert's rules and Indeed. I went to a couple uh-huh. of websites. And I think I've read Robert's rules about six times now. Wow. I might have okay. them memorized almost. But... Um, <laughs> These are and, Robert's rules of order for how to basically run a run a meeting or get votes, membership. Yeah, I haven't read them exactly. myself. I think I need to though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Go ahead. I mean that was one of the things we used when we started looking and doing our bylaws. We we looked around for an authority. I'm big on authority. Who's who's got the best voice here? And realized, but at the end of my search, I was like, well, there's nothing wrong with having a ten person board. Um, no, not really. I think it's only if there's a stuck vote, like 50-50, right. someone gets to be the tiebreaker with an odd number. But And if we know. had that issue come up, we could have the webmaster step in and look at the situation and, and have a vote. You know, I mean, well, she wasn't I, off the board. Yeah. She just wasn't participating as much. I think if you're that split, you need to keep talking. You know, well, that too, you, absolutely. Half the board and we've be never been that split on anything. Um, yeah. Most yeah. of our votes are unanimous. So, nice. you know, we're so far every board that we've had, with the exception of one treasurer, we've had good groups of people that work well together. And I think that makes all the difference in the world uh, when you're when you're doing these sorts of things. You know, we have we have, you know, the common 
problems here and there, but for the most part, we all try to listen to each other and talk. So I think even though I, I didn't pick any of these people myself, they were all people that on that first board that really came together to start the group, and we all had a common vision for what the group was going to be. Well, I think and that's that really helped, isn't it? Common vision. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.